Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> What's up, Deadhead Crew? Ed here. And on this episode, the very first episode of 2023, that's right, we're here, guys. It's a new year, new beginning, so let's get it started with football. That's right, I'm going football. Actually, college football. This episode, I give you guys Drew Tranum. He is the director of football equipment for Mercer University. Man, listen, we talked about how he got started, the craziest story of how he got hired at Mercer. Guys, gotta listen to it, okay? So, without further ado, I give you the episode. All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Dad Hat Chronicles. My name is Ed, and with me today, guys, I have the director of football equipment at Mercer University, Drew Tranum. How are you today, my friend? Fantastic. Awesome, awesome. I love it. I love it. I'm very excited. I wanted to get to know the behind the scenes of someone who works uh with in football or baseball whatever it is but you know the equipment management side right you know all that work that goes into that and obviously i reached out to you you said yes i'm very happy so officially thank you so much for doing this my friend no problem all right i'm going to start with the simple question how'd you become a fan of the sport uh, so I am a little strange. I got into football because I love uniforms. I love the design of uniforms. I love the aesthetics of college football. And well, because college football is a little more fun than I think. Well, high school is a little interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, NFL is kind of they all have their classic looks. Yeah. But college football, I think, is the most fun with just all the different looks you see teams throw out there, because in college football, they view uniforms as a recruiting tool. Absolutely. So. So I think that's why you see a lot of schools do something more fun than, than any other level. Right. And it's funny you say that because that really, I mean, if you see behind me, you got you see all my hats, but and that's what it is, right? Like I'm a fan of of logos. I'm a fan of how each team will make it a little bit more interesting. So that's why I love minor league baseball. Any kind of minor league sports, really, they really do embrace um, different un uh, uniforms and color codes and all that. And obviously football, right? College football is really where, it, you know, uniform, uh, it, it's it's where it's at right now. Obviously, in my opinion, Oregon was the one that started it all, right? With, with early Nike and all that recruiting. That's what it is, right? And now everybody's doing it just to get their players in. Um, let's talk about uh, what was your favorite, you know, college growing up when you, because you say you you love that aspect of it, which is the one uh, team that you you grew up loving. So I grew up in 
uh, Lexington, South Carolina, right outside of Columbia. So I love the South Carolina Gamecocks growing up as a kid. And I used to always get excited because they used to always do something special for uh, the Wounded Warrior Project. They, like, my favorite uniform they ever did was their Battle Grays. Oh, nice. And it was, they had this digi camo kind of game pant. And uh, did they, yeah, they wore the jersey, the gray jersey for that one. They had another one that got banned by the NCAA. They wore it for warm ups, but the numbers were too hard to read, so they couldn't wear it in the game. <laughs> But no, as a kid growing up, they, I was, I I always get excited for that. And, uh, when I, I mean, as I got older, I, I stopped caring really about, I feel bad. I kind of stopped caring about them because I only cared about the teams that I worked for. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) But they kind of embraced more of a different look by, they they now have a bunch of different uniform combos. And I think that that gives them a little more magic. Mm -hmm. It's true. It, It really is true. Right. Like, I mean, um, when, like you said, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from Ohio. I live in North Carolina, but I, I'm from Ohio and my team was always Ohio state, but they never really did anything to really say, Hey, you know, let's do something. My, my school that I went to where I graduated from Kent state university mm-hmm. every Saturday, it's a different university combo, different helmet, different. And it's, and it's, and it's amazing, right? You grow up and you love that. And you're like, yeah, man, that's listen, we may lose, but we're going to look good at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so how'd you get this position? Tell me, uh, you know, get, tell me a little bit of your, um, of your uh, 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 direction into how you got into all of this. So I, and it was funny because my high school even had student man, equipment managers. I didn't do it. I wasn't an equipment manager in high school. I didn't become an equipment man. Like when I was at my undergrad, where I did my undergraduate at uh, North Greenville University, small little D- division two school yep. in the upstate of South Carolina, I was a student assistant for them. First time I'd ever been around football, like behind the scenes, because yeah. I never played football a day in my life. Same here. Which is kind of funny that I'm a division one <laughs> head equipment manager. I've never played football before, but I've never even played high school football, but I'm, I've somehow made it here. But so I became a student assistant. And I, I do credit my first head coach, Coach Jeff Arrington. Uh, he never liked guys who could just do one thing. So he had me learn a lot of different tra- tricks and trades. So I did equipment for him or for them or was one of a bunch of good different guys who did equipment. I also ran drills with him at practice because he was our inside linebackers coach. So <laughs> I was uh, the running back whenever we do like position drills, he liked to run plays. So he'd have me just running around playing running back. I'm sitting there. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But hey, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. That that my first fall camp was pretty rough. But, <laughs> you were very sore every day. Oh, I was sore every day. I was fat. I was out of shape. I have no <laughs> idea what I was doing. I lost like ten pounds in about two weeks. Oh, I'm sitting there I was like, God, I'm about to die. And it's but, and it's in South Carolina, so the weather wasn't helping either. Oh, it, it wasn't fun, but. <laughs> And then I also learned how to be a graphic designer, too, because they're like, hey, you should pick this up, too. So that helped me out along the way. So I did that for three years. I had a lot of fun times as a undergrad doing that. And then after I graduated, well, right up as I was graduating, I saw on a job on a, the equipment managers, uh, uh, the athletic equipment managers association. I'm going to get their name right eventually. <laughs> um, they have a jobs board. Yeah. And uh, a guy posted on there that he was looking for a job. He was a grad assistant at the University of West Florida. He posted that he was looking for a job. So I took that to mean that his job's going to be open. Right. So nope. I had, 
so that worked out where I my head coach knew their head coach kind of vaguely. And I forgot that I had actually met their head coach at the University of West Florida about a year before because he was our NCAA site rep when we went to the playoffs in 2016. Okay. So about, I guess it's the day, uh, a day before I graduate. So that spring I'd gone and I had interviewed with him for the job. And then the day before I graduated, he calls me and says, Hey, uh, it's between you and another guy. If you, uh, and uh, I'll call you on Monday if you, if we, we, we right, right, right. And like, I'm sitting there, I graduate the next day and I was freaking like, out. I'm freaking out. Like, I am so <laughs> nervous. I'm sitting there. I was like, so I graduate and like Sunday, it comes Sunday and I'm fr- sitting there freaking out because I know, I don't know what I'm doing at this point. Yeah. I, I have no idea what my life's <laughs> going to be at this point. I am so scared. Monday comes and I'm just sitting there. I spend the whole day like I can't eat. I'm looking at your phone, looking at your phone constantly. And then he texts me at like six o'clock that night. Their head coach said, hey, the job's yours if you want it. Uh, I'll call you later if you accept. (laughs) And so he calls me and it's like nine o'clock at night. And and he's like, oh, I forgot you're on Easter time zone. We're in the central. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) He's like, my bad, buddy. He's like. (laughs) But you already said yes via text message, so you're already hired. Oh, that's amazing. You know, I love doing these interviews because people have the the most unique way of getting hired, of getting positions. And you're like, I'm sitting here all day trying to figure out right after my graduation, what the hell I'm going to do with my life. And I get a text message that I got hired. That's hilarious. Oh, that that even that isn't even the funnest story yet. Um, my how I got this job <laughs> is even better. But so um, you you got hired at at West Florida, so you become the director of football and equipment and graphic designer. Weird there. So that so I had that I had that position for about two months before I got this job. So I was first hired. <laughs> so I was a hired to be a graduate assistant equipment manager. So yep. I was graduate assistant equipment manager and digital media. Wow. Which I, but there they, so division two, it's a little bit, a lot different than division one. So division one, you have larger staffs, uh, better paying jobs. So at West Florida, I was the head equipment manager. I was the head of graphic design as a graduate assistant, but it was funny because I was the only equipment manager in the league. So everywhere else, a, a football coach had to do it on the side. Oh my God. So, so you're, like, you guys are, we guys were the minor league of NCAA football. Yeah. So it was, it was rough. Now we were the luxury at West Florida because we had an equipment manager. No one else in our league had one. <laughs> so there are, my head coach is like, let's send all the assistants. He's like, just be happy. We have drew here. We ain't Y'all aren't going to get anything at the <laughs> other schools. He's like, I came from a school where I had to t- like our head coach who coached Pete Shank. At the, his previous school, which he had started football at, UNC Pembroke, he had to teach classes. Oh, my God. And I'm sitting there. I was like, you were the head football coach and you had to teach. He's like, yeah, it was rough. That's insanity. So I get there. So West Florida, they started football in 2016. Yeah, they're a brand new ball, uh, team when it comes For, to football. So they, had, they went to the national championship in 17, and I get there fall of 18. And I'm sitting there. I was like, okay, I, I'm in a great place. I'm at a school that just won the national cha- or that just lost the national championship. 
this is exciting. This is being part of a top tier program. We were preseason number one, and we went six and five that year. <sighs> and that was like I'm sitting there I was like this is miserable. Oh, <laughs> like, like this is not fun at all. This is not fun at all. Like shoot, and, and like the year before at North Greenville, we won five, four games. Now we were in it. For yeah. every game, I mean, shoot, we lost to Kennesaw State, who is an FCS team who went to the quarterfinals that year. We lost to them by four that year, mm-hmm. and like it was miserable. I, and I don't like losing. I really don't like losing. <laughs> who does? So uh, I went. Then so 2018 rolls around. That sucked. 2019, we have an amazing season, and uh, we win the national championship. Oh, nice. So we 2019, uh, fourth year as a program, we won the Division Two National Championship, fastest team to ever win a national championship, and it, it was pretty, pretty awesome. And then COVID happens, and uh, Division mm-hmm. Two doesn't play football. Yep. So I was employed by West Florida for three years and only did two seasons. Oh my god! But uh, so after that, uh, during COVID, I'm supposed uh, supposed to graduate with a master's degree. I didn't. What? <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was a lot because I was dumb and did a master's in history. Oh, good luck I with have, that. Which is funny because I actually have a bachelor's degree in history. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That, that, not gonna lie, my degree did not uh, prepare me for what my job is. I was going to say, like, you got a, a, a degree in history and you are working as an equipment manager, graphic designer for college you know, teams. That's hilarious. I love that. Love that a lot. So at the end of, uh, so that's probably spring of 20. So fall of 20, spring of 21, my head coach or no fall of 20. I'm going home. My head coach calls me and he, he says, Hey, I just want to let you know. Uh, I uh, know you're about to graduate. Uh, I've worked it out where I can get you another year. I'm going to make you a part-time employee employee. I'm going to triple what you're making right now. And my plan is after a year of being part-time, we're going to make you full-time here at West Florida. I'm going to make you director of football operations and graphic design. And you're going to hire a GA to do equipment. You're still going to oversee it because he's like, I know you Mm -hmm. because you're a psychopath and you're still oversee ordering because that's what you do well. Yeah. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. So uh, I go through that spring and then that fall because my GA appointment was over. They promoted me to director of football equipment and graphic design or a graphic designer. So that's what I did. And then, so I got that position July 1st is when I formally got that position. Yeah. July, I don't even remember the days because this is where it gets all funky. The last (laughs) Saturday in July, which is like July 31st or something like that, I get a call from the director of football operations at Mercer saying, hey, uh, our equipment manager might quit in the next two days. How would you think about taking the job here? So I'm sitting there. I was like, what, what do you mean? Your guy's going to quit. And you don't know if he's going to quit or not. He's like, I don't know. So that next day, I get a call from their head coach. He's like, hey, I just wanted to sit and talk to you. I'm Drew Chronic. I'm the head football coach at Mercer University. Our equipment manager has just turned in his letter of resignation or informed me today that he's going to quit. Uh, I don't know when he's going to actually resign. Uh, our hope is to get you here in about two weeks. If, would you accept the job? I was like, uh, da, da, da. I sat there and talked to him for a little bit. I was like, okay, okay, okay. So, and he's like, I'll call you when he we formally have his letter of resignation. So 
this is like the first week in August. Mercer or West Florida starts fall camp that Friday. Oh my God. Mercer starts fall camp that Thursday. And I don't hear anything from anyone. Like I call my head coach at West Florida. Well, actually I get a text from my head coach at West Florida and uh, I'm sitting there and I, I see the text message. It's like, he, he sounds kind of mad at me. And I call him. I was like, are, are you mad at me, coach? I, I didn't go looking for this. He's like, nah, I'm just, I, I could tell he was just a little stressed because he's like, it sounds like you're going to get the job. So mm. he goes, I feel bad. And I, I still kind of feel bad for West Florida because like they were thrown in a rough boat. They're going the week of fall camp starting and I'm probably leaving. Yeah. So they go into oh no mode and they're trying to find somebody and they're trying to hire somebody real quick to replace me. So I don't hear anything from Mercer on Monday. I don't hear. So this is Sunday. I don't hear anything from them on Monday. And I'm sitting there freaking out. I called their DFO. I was like, hey. So I guess I forgot to mention this. their DFO was the GA I worked under when I was a student assistant at North Greenville. <laughs> gotcha. So, so that's how they, they, they yeah, knew who you were. They are. knew yeah. me. So uh, they, um, so he calls me, they, their head coach calls me Monday at about one o'clock and like, I am training my replacement because they found, find, found a guy at West Florida, one of my former students yeah, to replace me. And like, I'm training this guy and I'm just sitting there hoping Mercer's going to hire me. So their head coach calls me and he says, Hey, uh, how would you like to be my equipment manager? Yeah. And I was like, sure. I mean, Thanks sure. for I calling think- finally. Yeah. So he's like, Bennett will call you this or as soon as we get off the phone, that's our DFO and just uh, work out some details. I was like, sure. So I, I hang up the phone with him. I uh, called the, the DFO calls me and I was like, he's like, okay, when did, when did coach chronic say he wants you here? I was like, Monday. He's like, okay, what do we have to do to see, get you here by Thursday? What? Oh my God. And it's the middle of the day, Tuesday. So I'm sitting there. I was like, I got less than 48 hours to get there. That's five hours away. Oh my God. I, and you're still training your new guy. I'm training the new guy. I'm sitting there. I was like, I got 48 hours to move my entire life from Pensacola, Florida to Macon, Georgia. I don't have a place to live. And I'm sitting there. I was like, I, I'm sitting there. I'm, I would, I, if I, a normal person would be stressed out of, about this. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? The excitement of it, new opportunities, it, new it, job. It, it was fun, and I was sitting there. I was like, just find me somewhere to live, and I'll be there. And he's like, deal, we'll get that. Jeez. So they did. Wow. I, that is how I – so, like, I got there Thursday night. They had practiced that morning. And then I get there, and they're like, hey, just to let you know, because we haven't actually posted the job yet, you're technically interviewing today and tomorrow. What? And then they're like, we got it approved because the uh, university president understood, or I don't know how coach chronic and our athletic director explained it to our university president that my job was important enough. They hired me as a temp until the university could officially hire me. So they're like, they're like, you are. And I got hired two weeks. Officially. I got hired two weeks later. And they're like, the joke was, because Mercer is actually a federal contractor, so we have to do a lot of different hiring policies to keep <laughs> us in government, federal compliance. Yeah, they're like, "You're the fastest hire Mercer's ever made no. in two weeks." <laughs> That's crazy, dude. And uh, that was last uh, shoot. That was last August, and shoot, I've been here ever since. 
That's awesome, though. I mean, you are in a great area, right? Like, I mean, it's nice and warm and a little bit closer to home, right? Because you're you're from South Carolina, right? Mm -hmm. So a little bit closer. Mm -hmm. Three. Hey, a three hour trip is better than an eight hour trip. Amen. Florida is one of those weirdest states. It's like, oh, it's easy to get there. Once you get there, you you know, wherever you got to go, that's just a different story. Oh, no. Pensacola is right. I mean, we're 45 minutes away from Mobile. Yeah. It's I it actually for me to go home was actually quicker than a lot of the players to go because West Florida was full of Miami guys. Yep. It was a 12 hour trip home for them. No. Yeah. No, I'm good. You're over yeah, there in the panhandle, which is beautiful weather. I mean, it's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. So now you're at Mercer, though. That I mean, that's what division still considered division two or how it was a F FCS FCS. Yep. Isn't it fun? Like all these restructuring that happened and all that. Hey, Division One is is its own unique beast. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um. Okay. So walk me through a typical day for you. Like you know, what do you do during you know, right now your football season is almost over for you guys, right? Or is it over? Well, unfortunately, we lost this past Saturday, so yep. we're out of we that killed our pay playoff chances it was but, win and have a, a, a an opportunity to make it to the playoffs mm -hmm. which I, I how the ncaa said told us it'd go they're like two two weeks ago they told us we had to win one of our next two and we'd be in but we didn't do it mm. kind of i mean we took sanford to double overtime and they were, had already won the conference so sanford is a good he's a good team i was actually looking at the uh the playoff bracket for the uh the uh, FCS, so I mean, it's you know, they're number six seed right now, Sanford mm -hmm. is. So it's tough team. They're they're a tough team. I mean, shoot, we get we get some rough injuries, but I mean, shoot, I mean, we we had we had one of our wide receivers had three hundred and fifty one receiving yards. I guess, and that's that's no joke. He he set the conference single game record. Oh my god, <laughs> insanity. So, I mean, it, I mean, but a typical day for us, like, uh, man, now it depends on the day because like, so I'm a little nuts. Like if my players are here, I'm here. Mm -hmm. So like three days out of the week, we have early morning lifts for our, like our young guys, our freshmen. So like that will either be at 6 a.m. or 6.45. So I'll get in. If it's 6 a.m. lift, I'll get here at 5.45. It's, it's a 6.45 lift. I'll usually get in at about 6.30. Yep. And I'll be here. I'll sit there, make sure they need anything. Cause like coach chronic, one of his policies is everybody has to be in white crew socks. It's about mm -hmm. one of our uniformity rules. So my, our philosophy is that that's our philosophy. So I have to always be here in case they need a pair of white crew socks. That's interesting. White crew socks, huh? Mm -hmm. So we like always, it. so that's his now technically it actually makes a lot of sense because in the NCAA rule book, Mm -hmm. Actually, it states that in games, every player on a team must actually wear the same color socks and similar style. Ah, gotcha. Okay. No one 100% realizes that's an actual rule. But when I was at West Florida, what game was that? That was Valdosta State 2018. No, Florida Tech 2018. I had two players ejected until they corrected their socks. Wow. Because that is technically the policy is it's a, considered an equipment violation and it, they are ejected to until it is remedied. That's crazy. How? And it's, yeah. 
No, it's crazy, and it's so little enforced. Yeah. Socks, okay, that may be going a little crazy, right? I get it. Uh, you know, because a lot of, you know, a lot of players, they're like, okay, with the uniforms, you got to make sure that, you know, you wear the, the same jersey and all of that, same helmet, all that good stuff. I get that. I get that. Socks, is, you know, gives you a little bit more individual freedom. Some like to make sure that you got to wear everything or in some are like, all right, you know, individualism is, is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the rules that are in our book. Well, mm-hmm. in the NCAA and the rules of the game book. Mm-hmm. That explain what their operating guy things are, but so Coach Chronic, he's like, "Hey, we're gonna always be uniform. That's what we're gonna do. So it's white crew socks." So I get here for that, and then I'll just just do laundry throughout the day, and make sure all their stuff gets washed. So we'll usually practice. Now Monday, that's the rough day because we'll start. The day will start at about six thirty in the morning, and then we have late night practice, which starts at seven. So I usually don't get out of here till about 11 o'clock at night on Monday nights. And uh, then I'll turn around. Tuesday is an easy day. I don't have to be here till seven. So I love how you say it's like it's an easy day. I don't have to be in till seven, which most people would say that's crazy. I don't like being up that early in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I it's just what I've come to learn to love it. That's good. I'm I'm a morning person. I'm always up at 530. So I get that. You know, so that's a that's a good thing, right? Because you get a lot done and early on in doing the you know in the morning. So that's always a good thing. See, the weirdest thing is I am like a night person. <laughs> so like I like in the mornings I'm sitting here and I'll be doing laundry and I I'm like it's a slow process. I mean I have to get in <laughs> at seven because like I am not a morning person. Like I will stay like when I was at West Florida. There was a few times because there. I was a complete psychopath. I was the only one who could decal helmets there. And we had two sets of helmets. So I would decal all the helmets by myself. And that took about eight hours. Wow. So I would sit at the facility for eight hours. Like I could do it usually in about, I, I'd spend whole nights at the facility, just stay the whole night there, just sitting there decaling helmets. Oh, that's crazy. So I've, I've spent my fair share of nights at the facility. Shoot. I've, I got a couch in here for when I have to spend the night here. Because you got a de- you're doing decals for the for Mercer. Now Mercer's a little different because uh, I got here. I have no idea how to decal their helmets. Yeah, but like the student managers looked at me. They're like, "No, we know how to decal helmets." I'm sitting there. I was like, "How do you know how to decal helmets?" They're like, "Well, our last boss would sit there and do uh, work on the head the, on the helmet uh, hardware while we decal helmets. So all of us know how to decal helmets." That makes it a whole life a whole lot easier. Oh shoot, we can decal now. Mercer's helmets. There's more uh, little features to it because the stripes are a little thicker, so they're a little harder to work with. The thinner the stripe, the easier. So much easier it is to work <laughs> with. But excuse me. But uh, what you call it? So they all know how to do it. Uh, shoot, like it goes by. Like they're sitting there, they're like, they get mad because they're like it takes us probably about three hours to decal full team set. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like, this is great. <laughs> it takes so much longer when I used to do it by myself. <laughs> like I used to spend overnight, you know, decaling these things. But nah, I mean, shoot. Now, the other thing we do differently that I I love, and it was one of the things Mercer's 80 and Mercer's president has us do. We check all of our decals before every game. So, like, we'll redo all decals. Like, if Mercer, a little, the M-Bear or the Stripe is messed up, we'll redo that just to make sure they look good. 
the front bumper pops off, we'll put a new front bumper on. So like it's, we take a lot of pride in how we look and how we represent Mercer. Gotcha. I like that. Now, how many, how many, uh, sets does the the team have compared to other teams that you work with as far as uh like helmet goes so okay so north greenville we had one carl we had uh one set at north greenville we had two sets at west florida and mercer has one set mercer used to have two but then they went down to one okay so they're they don't do any other different decals or anything like that it's just one at mercer yeah they uh they used to have two sets of helmets. They they went down to one day, and this this kind of got me because they're like, "Yeah, we're very traditional. We want to we have two jerseys, two sets of pants, and one helmet." And I'm sitting there. It's like West Florida. We had five jerseys, six pants, two helmets. I mean, shoot, it's a West smaller Florida, school. Yeah, well, well, no, actually, West Florida was actually student wise bigger than yeah. uh, Mercer, but they, they're Division two by, by their own choice. But they're mm. they. I know the uh, who's it the lead Ace the Ace Sun has repeatedly offered West Florida membership, but they don't want to move up to FCS. Gotcha. But uh, they had, I mean, shoot, I was at the joke was West Florida was the organ of D two. Hey, I mean, listen, I like you said though, right? We were talking about how different you know combinations and everything like that, helmets, decals, and all that. That's that's a great tactic to recruit players if you want players to come to play for you. I mean, that's a that's a great way to say, hey, listen, you're going to look good while you play here at Mercer. You're going to get a great education. You're going to get to play, and you're going to mm -hmm. look good. Mm -hmm. Now, our philosophy, as it's changed from uniforms, we're just going to buy our guys a lot of T-shirts, lots of shorts, sweatsuits. Yeah. Like, our guys are going to be decked out in gear. Mm -hmm. so like okay, so it's a little it. different kind yeah, of uh, so like, recruiting. So, like, how we do it. From last time I checked, from all the other show kind of equipment managers, we're the only school that gives our pet just gives our players slides. Really? Just to, yeah, we, we do that. We do slide, so we do slides for our guys, uh, workout shoes, travel shoes, and then all kinds of different gear. I mean, shoot, this is our players' sweatsuit for the year. Nice, just, it looks good just for the cold, just for when it gets cold. <laughs> it gets cold. How? What's the temperature that usually gets cold in that in uh, at, at Mercer? I mean, shoot, right, uh, this morning it was 30 degrees, which I'm sitting there. I was like, that's not what I like. <laughs> I don't like cold weather. I do not like it. Uh, but no, I mean, shoot, some of my players, like we have one kid from uh, Jacksonville. He's like, once it gets below 70, it's cold. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that. I can understand that. Like, I mean, cold weather is not for everybody, right? Nah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So typical off-season day for for an equipment manager what does that look like during the off-season uh but no so we'll we'll go we'll do practice in february which will start about 6 45 7 a.m and mm -hmm. days we don't practice we'll do lifts in the mornings so we'll do everything we'll usually be done with either practice or lifts by 10 a.m and then i get laundry done for the rest of the day and shoot i'm done usually about five six typical day in the day so yeah. that, I mean, it's not, our, our off season workouts aren't bad. And then the weekends in January, we do unofficial or we do our official visits. I got you. So new incoming players and things like that, give them the, the run around and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Guys we want or uh, in the, in December, we'll do, we'll do most of our transfers mm -hmm. that we want or uh, Juco transfers, all those kind of guys. So we'll do unoffic our official visits with all those guys. And I mean, official visits are fun. Mm -hmm. 
I might be one of the few equipment managers that enjoy them. There's nothing wrong with that because that's cool, though. Like you get to, you know, show your pride there, right? Like, I mean, that's you're like, hey, listen, this is our university. You know, we want you here. We want you to come here and play with us and all that fun stuff. Hey, you know, hey, look, there might be some gear in for you as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, shoot, uh, the guys who I enjoy when we get them, like at West Florida, it was the same thing. Juco kids, especially Mm -hmm. those ones from like uh, the Mississippi Juco's or the Kansas Juco's where they're like, we didn't get much. I mean, shoot. And then they see all the gear they're going to get. And they're like, wow, this is pretty exciting. I'm like, yeah. Go, hold on a second. You're giving me shoes to work out and all that? Yeah. Or Where do like, I sign up? And then they're sitting there. They're like, I get this kind of helmet? Like, I, I think, who is it? It was DeAnthony Bell. He is a, uh, he's currently the second string. I think he's a strong safety, but he's a safety for the Cleveland Browns right now. Played hey, for that's us my favorite team. Yeah, he played for us at, at West Florida. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I remember he was so excited when he got his helmet at West Florida because he's like, I got this helmet. He's like, this is a nice helmet. And he got a nice face mask, nice shoulder pads. I mean, shoot, awesome. now he, he's playing in the NFL. For a great team. Eh, it's an okay team right now. <laughs> eh, it's still NFL, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm just proud. Of, I, that was their first ever player. To that's awesome, though. Sure. That's that's a that's a feel good story, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, hey, man, I don't have I didn't have a lot of stuff playing in Juco. And then I'm mm-hmm. going from that to this. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But nah, I mean, offseason is I mean, shoot, it's not that bad. It's a it's 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 the ramp up that when it gets fun. Now, <laughs> during in season, I'm sure that's a little bit different for you, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's every day, 18 hour days. I mean, hey, you just love it. I don't think a lot of people really understand that part, right? Because I've, you know, I've I've interviewed people in the in the baseball world, right, in minor league baseball and all that, and, and you know, you your title may say one thing, but you're wearing different hats during the during the season and all of that, and it's the same thing for you, right? Like, I mean, you're working eighteen hour days and you're helping out the team in in any capacity or form that you can. Oh, I mean, shoot, my my boss's joke, uh, the DFO. The director of football operations he's like you're the assistant dfo because you make sure everything if i if he needs something to get done that he can't do he just tells me hey can you get this done sure yep. and then like uh i'm the visiting team's uh, locker room contact now i mean shoot i make sure all that so whenever the visiting team gets here i make sure they have all the things they need in the socon they have a co- conference rule that you have to do right 150 towels to the visiting team which i was like okay that's not that hard yeah so i have a, i oversee that uh we thought it was a, not gonna lie. We kind of got bamboozled by this one. We thought it was a comfort rule. You had to provide the visiting team uh, power aid. Apparently, it wasn't. What? So I was in charge of that all season, and then I'm sitting there. I read the conference manual like halfway through the season. I was like, guys, I don't think that's a league rule because no one else has done it for us. So you guys stopped doing that part. Oh, we we didn't stop it. We we just kept rolling with it. <laughs> like yeah, like let's just be nice about it. Let's just keep going. Yeah, I mean, shoot, we we so we kind of have a weird setup for our visiting team, and we we I mean we can't do much about how they mm-hmm. built our facilities a decade ago because like our visiting team locker room, we use the uh, basketball locker room. So there's four different visiting team locker rooms over in our basketball gym, but they're kind of distance away. So then we set that give them the uh, baseball batting cages which are at the stadium mm-hmm. as the pregame halftime kind of room, which I actually, the funniest thing is our uh, batting cage is bigger than a lot of the other teams visiting locker rooms. 
too, one of the schools that has a bigger locker room, our batting cage has more restrooms than their locker room does. Oh, my God. Like I mean, and, there. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's like, you know, and, and then during halftime, you don't have a lot of time. A lot of people think this is like, you know, you're going and got to come right back out. And then if you don't have enough bathrooms for all your players, I mean, that's that creates a little bit of a of an issue. So, like, I'm sitting there and like I did the math. I was like, OK, one school like you only got in the whole locker room. You have two stalls and two urinals. Oh, our batting cage has uh, it ain't much more. It's five year or three urinals and two stalls, but it's like it's one more, and that one more might make or break you. That 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 helps. That helps a lot. <laughs> and like I'm sitting there, I was like, y'all make jokes about mine. At least we have that. <laughs> right, exactly. And then like I'm sitting there, I was like, oof. So it, it is what it is, and like we can't control that. It was all built a decade ago. I mean, different whole coaching staff with our whole complex. Yeah, I mean it's different, right? I mean it's become such an important part of um, athletics now, right? Football, even Division One, Division Two, FCS, all of that, right? I mean, you, ESPN Plus, right? Like, I mean, it's everything you're looking at it now, and it's all part of your like you we were been we're talking about like the recruiting process of everything. It's like what kind of facilities do you have? What kind of univer- uh, uniforms do you have? All of that, and it's it's all part of the package. All, uh, mm-hmm. all the free gear that they get as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, shoot, at Mercer, I think the other thing that gets uh, gets kids excited about, well, if you get into Mercer, I mean, shoot, we're a top academic institution in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. And it, it's a little rough for us because, uh, like, compared to other schools in our league, it's hard to get kids in. Yeah. Like, you have to be pretty daggum smart to get in, to get into Mercer. Hey, I was a C degree guy, so I don't know if I will be able to get in right now anyway. So I mean, shoot, I make the jokes to my all my students. It's like, I get it. Y'all are smarter than me. You got in here because I wouldn't get in here. <laughs> you, I, I, you get in. I did. I may not have, but you got in. So good for you. No, I'll go play football. Yeah, yeah. No, all the players I'm sitting there is like, yeah, nah. Y'all, y'all obviously are smarter than me in some regard, but <laughs> I got a little more common sense than you sometimes. Just so you know, I'm your equipment manager, so oh, but I will nah, be careful. All, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's all, it's fun. Good. Awesome. 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 Uh, anything that I've missed that I have not asked you or anything like that, my friend? Uh, nah, I think we're pretty good. I love it. Love it. All right. So obviously i told you this before we started our interview now we go into my section of my famous not so famous questions some random questions to have some fun uh and then so the first one that i ask everybody okay is when you go to a sporting event right let's say you go to a mercer university when you're not playing right when you're as a fan what is your food and drink of choice Ooh, uh probably a coke from like a fountain drink and mm-hmm. a pretzel Fountain drink. It has to be fountain drink. So I, fountain I like drink. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a Coke fan. You know, I'm a, I'm a Pepsi guy, but like, you know, when, when it is a, uh, a fountain drink, there's a little bit of more carbonation in it. So I, I like that a whole lot better as well. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's take a look here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I want to pick some good ones. Okay. Pick one. Would you rather go bungee jumping or skydiving? Uh, I have uh, you got me because I'm I have a fear of heights. 
Like, I don't know if I want to do either. Bungee jumping. I mean, shoot, in theory, less chance of of dying. (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right. So when you were when you were in school, what was your favorite school subject? History. I have a degree in it. Yeah, you go. Now, what kind of history? U.S. history, world history, religious studies. So basically religious studies because my focus is on southern baptist history which is a really weird niche that is an interesting niche my friend (laughs) i like it though all right um okay what is a favorite what is like your most thing that you do when you're bored design uniforms (laughs) i love that so you go in and you're like all right so this will look good with this and like do you have your own program or how do you do it so, Adi, I, I got to say, so Nike, I, when I was at West Florida, I had a, a little cheat with Nike because my uh, Nike rep had given me her login so I could sit there and manipulate all the uniforms with all the different logos because, like, they have their uniform builder on mm-hmm. their website. But you can't do logos unless you have a team dealer login. Yeah. So my rep had given me her login so I could do all the different things with the logos. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to Mercer – Adidas set me up with an account so I can manipulate all the different things with Adidas stuff on it. Okay. Gotcha. That's pretty cool, so, man. So I yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Designing, that's awesome, right? I mean, there's such a, a niche. Like, there's so many people that, uh, and I'm sure you know him, you know, Jerry Quickle, who collects a lot of football helmets and things like that. And that's how, uh, by the way, thank you, Jerry. That's mm-hmm. how we connected. Um, but that's how it's fun doing that right like i mean i i sit there and i'm like oh my wife gets tired of this i was like have you seen that helmet i love that helmet with that combination of the jersey and pants uniform and she goes like seriously you're you're looking at a football game and that's what the first thing you know i'm like absolutely that's the first thing i noticed Mm -hmm. i mean shoot that's and this is funny because my students have started getting this way they're sitting there they're breaking down what other teams wear on their helmets and stuff like that like what helmets they're wearing and what uniforms it's funny. I've broken all my students. None of them cared about this stuff before they started working for me. There you go. I love it. There you go. You keep going, man. You fight that fight, my friend. All right. What was your first job? Uh, a sandwich artist at Subway. Hey, dude, I was a sandwich artist at Subway. I did it, man. I got it. I did it. I ran the place afterwards, but then I was like, ah, I'm good. Not again. Yeah, not- that was two months of not fun. That was my summer job. <laughs> and you're like, and then that was the last time. Never again. Yeah, nah. Okay. So if you could have any wild animal as a pet, which animal would it be? Would it try to kill me? <laughs> Listen, it's your pet. Whichever one you want it to be. A bear. I get it. That's a That's a good one. You know, Mercer University, Bear. I like the connection. I like it. Uh, Okay. Would you rather stay in a hotel or an Airbnb? Hotel. (laughs) You're Mm -hmm. like, make everything for me. I don't want to deal with it. All of that. Mm -hmm. I like it. All right. A couple more here. Uh, What is the worst song ever for you? Friday by Rebecca Black. (laughs) You you know the name and the song artist all of that. It, it, my mom, as a joke to my cousin for like two years, would start singing it every Friday. <laughs> That's hilarious. You're like, mom, seriously, you have to stop. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, last one. If you could be any fictional character, any character, who would it be? Iron Man. That's a good one. He gets all the fun toys, man. All the fun stuff. I love that Shoot. one. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Uh, hey, Drew, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. it. This has been a lot of fun. It's good insight into what an equipment manager does at a university. So thank you for that. Uh, where can people find you on the socials? Uh, uh, my, all my socials are at Drew, Drew underscore Tranum and that's T-R-A-N-U-M or you can just follow at Mercer Football because uh, they're way more popular than me. <laughs> I will do. I will put Mercer, I will put your social media and all that so that way people can go ahead and follow you. And again, thank you so much, my friend. No problem, Ed. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoy that episode with Andrew. Now, make sure you guys are following him, okay? He is on uh, on uh, Twitter. He is on Instagram. I also put the links to Mercer University Football, their Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff, so you guys can follow them, okay? Also, you know what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to tell you guys, follow me. Follow me on Instagram, on Twitter. Make sure you guys give five stars to the episode, as well as, you know, tell one more person about that. That way, they get to listen to it, and they get to enjoy it just like you are so now that we got all that fun stuff out of the way here's the dad joke of the episode and here it is why didn't the skeleton play football well his heart wasn't it all right all right i see myself out all right guys until then keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues see ya This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick. And Corey. Of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brand Media at curvebrandmedia.com.